Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're discussing Team Rogues. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith Reigns. And I'm Clifton. This is part of our Team Archetype series where we focus on the different roles most commonly seen of team members in media. We've covered Team Geniuses in our Smartest Person in the Room episode. That was episode 106, if you want to check it out. Uh, We also took a broad look at Team Dynamics in episode 105, if you're interested as well. But uh, today we focus on the Rogues, not as in Rogues Gallery, but the Team Rebel, the wild card, sometimes referred to as the Loose Cannon. my feeling when I was thinking about this episode is it tended to it looked to me at least like I'm like, wow, these characters tend to be like some of the most popular in the given show or book <laughs> that, that, mm-hmm. that we're looking in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I guess I always knew that. But uh, yeah, it was just it was telling to me like like really when I was building the list and I was like, wow, OK, yeah, <laughs> people love this guy. People right. love this one. People yeah. love this one. So what did you guys say? Why do you think that is? Let me just throw that out there. I believe it's Mason because they always do something that's either wildly entertaining, regardless of it's, but they shake up the story or the, or the plot by doing something unorthodox. And it mm-hmm. usually, usually garners the attention of the audience just by them being in the fight itself. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's why I think of it as such. Yeah, they're definitely like, I think, because I, I had the same reaction too, Zach, was the idea that a lot of times it's it's it is a, a character that is very popular, but it also is a character that has some kind of dynamic quality to them, where it's basically mm-hmm. you know you're you're <laughs> you're waiting for that character to do something because um they're going to turn the story or they're going to make a decision that no one else will make or you know action is going to be happening around them as a result of something they do. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how I saw it. Like that was my that was the thing that I, that I kept bumping into when I was putting characters on the list. I was like, oh wow, yeah, so many moments with this character doing something, you know, whether it's good or bad for the sake of the team, you know, it often leads to cool moments and stories, right? And people love rebels. Sure, yes, people love do. the bad boys, the bad girls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They do. But it also does like these characters are kind of apart from a team. So they do individualize themselves more, I think, which might maybe helps people latch on to them a little more than than the more typical team players. OK, at least at least as a, a viewer, reader, possibly because they do kind of they kind of stand out. They kind of become their own thing apart from a team a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe that is that helps people latch on to them, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. What that notice is some people, some of them have mental issues. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, I mean it's sometimes. It's, I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. Not to say that, they, you know, they're, they're, they're crazy, but there's always some kind of internal conflict that they're trying to overcome. Okay. In some reason or another. I, I kind of uh, boiled it down to this. Um, okay. It, it, like, I was like, the rogue. Basically, it means they're selfish, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Okay. Most likely to leave the team, most likely to not follow orders, and most likely to fight a team member. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. You know that makes no that makes sense. Sure. And uh, and to kind of go along with what you were saying, Clifton, too. I think like my approach to it was was. Um, 
uh, not as well thought out as yours, but it just see it seems like they they typically are characters that get all the best lines, <laughs> right? That they get right. the coolest lines, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, not one on my list, but I'll throw them out there for as as an example for this. Um, Peter Venkman. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nobody in nobody in the movie gets as many good lines as he does. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but that's suede, though, because that's that's Bill Murray. I I think any (laughs) Bill Murray movie, he'll always get the best line. Yeah, a lot of that is the fact that Bill Murray's like, you know, I'm just going to ad lib this. (laughs) I'm just going to do what I want here. So, (laughs) but I mean, again, you can say that Bill, you know, in in and of himself, Bill Murray is fairly roguish. Because again, Mm -hmm. you know, in watching in watching stuff about that about Ghostbusters and how it was made. You know, the idea that they weren't really sure, you know, Bill said he would do it, but we never knew whether he was going to be there when we started rolling cameras. So, <laughs> you know, they were like, I don't know. He said he would. And then sure enough, they were lucky that when they, you know, on the call sheet, he was there and then he showed up and did his part. So. That but, sounds not nerve wracking at all. No, if you no. I, the late yeah. Ivan Reitman. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, again, it wasn't again, like it wasn't like they didn't know how and who he was. But at the same time, when you're, you know, you're trying to get this movie done in time for, I think, the, the um, you know, in time for the summer, you know, up and ready for a summer blockbuster or whatever. It, it was it was tough, you know, knowing <laughs> whether or not right. he'd be there. So, but no, that's anybody a good pick. see Bill today? Right. Crap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's a yeah. good pick. I, I think Vagman's a good choice, but I, I do think you're right. I think it's one of those things where they, again, you know, the behind the scenes stuff of, of what that movie was supposed to be, that at one point, you know, it wasn't even supposed to be Bill Murray. Like it was supposed to be what? Uh, Ackroyd and Bill, uh, Ackroyd and Belushi when that was supposed mm. to be. And then uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it's you know, insane. Yeah, but. No, Vagman's a good choice. I, I think Vagman's a, a good example of, you know, the unconventional one, you know, the one that doesn't have to do a lot of, that's another thing I thought was interesting was the idea that it, he's, the, the rogue often isn't the one that, again, you have, if you have a big brain on the team, the rogue doesn't have to think, mm-hmm. you know, because they're a man of action, but not necessarily like a man of well thought out action. <laughs> there are you exceptions. Know. There are sure, exceptions. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. But I mean, in, in this instance, like, it's not like, you know, it's not like, um, Venkman's the one that's going to solve the problem necessarily. I mean, no. right. You know, he's not the, the, I put it this way. He's not the one doing the legwork of, of going to the Tobin spirit guide or, or, you know, going to the cult bookstores or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know. He's not, yeah. he's not doing the reading. <laughs> no, no, he's, no, he's far too busy trying to try to get with uh, Dana. So right. yeah, you might fast talk them out of problems though. That's, yeah. just, that's, true. that's his he skill. Might. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I see that's also, they're the one that has a unique perspective on, answering the problem without conventional means like right. yeah they're the ones that have a unique mm-hmm. perspective of handling the problem without overly discussing it with the uh the genius or the the the, the, the brains of the group you know sure right well, again it gets back to being like like what i was the thing that i was saying of like when i thought about it was i you know something needs to be done i'm gonna do it mm. whether it's you know you know again it gets back to fangman the idea of i love this plan i'm excited to be part of it let's do it <laughs> you know there's not a lot of thought there it's just no okay right. well, we're to cross the streams let's go ahead and do it yeah, yeah, yeah you know you said crossing the streams was bad egon right yeah, yeah, right yeah, right yeah, yeah you know but it's one of the things once yeah. they commit to an action it's it's kind of like you know dan and torpedoes were doing this so you know i think again that's part of the, the appeal is the fact that um you know it, it's not 
there's so there's not a lot of it's a lot more what's what's the one is uh id as opposed to ego or super ego just like right. am i thinking yeah. Am I, yeah, yeah yeah okay Mm. But that it's just the, the action is therefore in my head, so therefore I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's another good point. They tend to be impulsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as Tommy was saying, impulsivism is is entertaining from a distance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. So. yes, yes, yes. You know, yes. not if you're Egon. No, right. no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Not if not, you know yeah. the person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not yeah. my safe. It's when it's not my safety. I, I could watch it from the safety of a theater seat or from my home. <laughs> Go for it, right? But yeah. um, you know, if I were a fellow Ghostbuster, I'd be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that's 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 a difference there. So, yes, impulsive for sure. So, who's on some of your lists? We'll start firing away examples here. I said, let's go with the big gun. Okay. Is is okay. I was struggling with this because at the same token, which is he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, yeah, Let him wind yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. All right, Batman. Mm. Ah, okay. Not one I thought you were going with. No, I, I, yeah. the other one I'll let someone else get it. But I, I, I'm on the <laughs> fence of Batman. I'm hoping somebody talks me either on or off it because okay. mm. um, he's also a leader in a weird way, but he's mm. also prone not to explain his actions and still go off the grid and leave everyone in the Mm -hmm. lurch. Right. As if they couldn't understand what his plan would be. I mean, it depends on the era. Like, a lot of times it depends on when, you know, the interpretation, who's writing them. I mean, I know, like, when Morrison did JLA, it was, you know, it was (laughs) the the characterization he had for what, how Batman saw the rest of the team was, he was Batman and Six Robins. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at that point, you're talking, you know, you're talking, you know, I mean, with the exception of, like, Kyle, <laughs> the rest were all, right. you know, veterans. I mean, Wally had been doing it since he was like twelve or thirteen, so it wasn't like they didn't know how to be superheroes next to him. It's just he was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what needs to be again. I need to do what needs to be done to say, you know, to save our, you know, save our, save our collective, you know, <laughs> whatever mm. in the moment. So, but um, yeah, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, see, see, saw the fence. I, well, yeah, I wrote in my notes, Batman parentheses sometimes <laughs> yeah, in mine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it's it's I mean, that's the funny part with him is that like how 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 fungible it is, because because, yeah, like you were saying, like Tommy, some, sometimes sometimes he's leading the group mm-hmm. and it's still also like wearing that hat, too, because I was thinking about it also not not just from. Not just from the angle of the Justice League, but just as the angle of of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, before Damien, he's still he's actually like kind of the rogue still of those. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because like he's more than likely going to be the one that like that pissed off the rest of the group. Right. <laughs> right. Like. Right. Well, I mean, that's like when you get like again, when you get to Damien's a different I mean, it's a different dynamic because they're father and son but it's also the idea that when damien rolls in the town it's kind of you know for a while it, it's you know he is his he is his uh grandfather's grandson i guess is the best way to say it because he's going with the right, league right. of assassins you know sort of mindset but it, it almost you know and sometimes you do have those moments when when like say for example like when jason todd becomes red hood and then he's you know constantly pissed off at bruce you kind of can't argue the fact that he's pissed off at Bruce <laughs> mm. for the, some of the decisions sure. that Bruce Bruce has made at the same time, you know, it, but I, 
it's it's hard to say that Batman is impulsive. I think he's impulsive in the moment. I don't think as a rule he's impulsive. Mm, right. But I do think when you when you you know there's something to be said for you know I'm going to put on a on a on a cowl and a mat you know a cowl and and, and, a, and a cape and I'm going to go to do you know fight crime right you know yeah there's something there's something to be said for being roguish there and the fact that a lot of times you know it, it whether it serves story or not there's a lot of moments of Batman just being like this is my town you know I don't need your help <laughs> right. sort of thing yeah. yeah. But you know, the re- the reason why it jumps up at me the most is because I was re- uh, recalling the uh, Justice League cartoon, right? Okay, in mm-hmm. which he appears to have died due to mm-hmm. his his impulsive actions, but come to find right. out it was a larger scheme at play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that is a dynamic that he gets a lot. Where even even when he is put as a leader of Justice League, like. Like he's got a plan. Everyone's going with a plan, but if the plan doesn't work, he'll just wing it from there and not tell anyone. Cause right. he'll just yes. do like whatever he needs to do to get it done after that. Yep. <laughs> like whether anyone else is on board or not, he's doing it. I feel sure. like that happens a lot. He's uniquely suited in a weird way to kind of be the character that wears all the hats of all the, of all the different kind of archetypes we're going to talk about in this series. He can be the leader. He could be the rogue. He could be the tech guy. Right. Right. He could be the, 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 the mentor. Mm, yes. Right. Like, yes. and in certain circumstances, he could be the comic relief too. It's weird that like he, I can't think of another character that, that is like so all of these characters yeah. <laughs> and once, yeah. you know, yeah, like maybe I shouldn't have led with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good choice. But, I mean, we uncovered a lot with him, though. I mean, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's not impulsive, but I think that there's an impulsiveness to the character that's yes. underplayed a lot. I think yeah. I think a lot how people are like him and Hal Jordan would never get along because mm-hmm. he's the like one guy's the planner and one, and the next guy's like the, the uber like, like, I don't know. I'm just trying this out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I, I have to imagine it being. At this as long as he have has. That Batman would see some value in certain circumstances of I need to do something unexpected. Well, I mean, yeah. think, right? think about well, think, but think how many times you watched him in a in a, in a group dynamic, whether with it's with the Batman family or with JLA or Batman the Outsiders, whatever. And the, you know, obviously, the camera is all you know the, the 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 camera eye is always going to turn to him, and he's going to be doing something. For example, they get captured, or they're at a, you mm-hmm. know, in, it's they're in dire straits. It's always they always cut to him to figure out, you know, to do something to make something happen. And I agree yeah, with right. Clifton that it's a lot of times it's like, yeah, we're off book now. So I know, I'm just going to again, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> yeah. needs to be done. Um, yeah. And we also get that with Young Justice first mm-hmm. season when they choose the mm-hmm. leader yeah. in which they all expect to be berated by Batman. But he applauds their uh, going off the script in order to achieve their goal. Mm hmm. Because yeah. it's it it sort of plays into that, um, and he observes it from that perspective, but he applauds them for it because it'd be something that he would have done, right? Mm. Yeah, I just think I think maybe it's maybe with him specifically, it's the idea of you know that he's seen that <laughs> it's almost that that Doctor Strange thing of like I've seen it from fourteen million different scenarios, and this is how we win. But yeah. you're not <laughs> you're not necessarily going to like the way that I have to win. <laughs> Right. So yeah. I can't take right. the time. I can't take the time to explain to you what your part in all this is. I just have to do this, right? 
Because I think I think that's something that you know that that that's under like it's oversold the idea that you know if it, with enough planning he can defeat anybody, but it's undersold the idea that that's why he does whatever he does in the moment. Mm. So. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. So who else? So the big one I thought Tommy was going to <laughs> when he said there was a big one. <laughs> yeah. Was going to be Wolverine. Yeah, I had my I had my roll the decks of moments ready to go. I went, oh, okay, we'll do that one instead. <laughs> yeah. Tommy went rogue on us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out in the end. So yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean Wolverine, I think, is the most the most common, most prominent one that kind of fills this is because this whole thing is about always being on his own and and bucking what the leadership tells him, what Cyclops sure. tells him to do often. Right, right. And uh even though they do respect each other, I think, in the good tallies, but like that's just part of their relationship. Yeah. Is that he's gonna second guess him. He's gonna doubt him. Well, I mean well also early on is the whole thing with Xavier where Xavier's like making them train in the danger room and he's like, I'm not jumping through hoops for nobody, Chuck. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and then it always came from the idea that he was older. At that point we didn't had no clue that he was that much older than everybody mm-hmm. else in the book. But Right. And he didn't know either at that point no. how much older he was. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's there's lot there's lots of instances of of him just being like you know, especially early on. I mean, eventually, you know, they turned him into like the teacher, which I always thought was interesting. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's something you can do, obviously. But no, the idea that he's able to, um, you know, early on, it's a lot of, again, another danger room sequence where, where Cyclops is trying to, you know, it won't won't push himself to lift something and the Cyclops wants him to do. And Wolverine puts his claws into control. So, so Peter has to do it, okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Or, or just like like you said, you know, the idea that he's basically Cyclops is going to, if you look at like, say, X1, the movie where Cyclops tells him something and he just puts up the one claw, you know, basically <laughs> yeah. flipping him off, you know. <laughs> but I, I think back to like um, when they first meet the Hellfire Club, you know, and all the rest of them get captured and, and Leland, right. you know, sends, sends him through the bottom of the, of the Hellfire Club into the sewers. And it's the first real time we get to see. I mean, granted, his first appearance, we see him against the Hulk, but it's not the same thing as in this instance, where it's kind of like, now we have to see what Wolverine's going to do on his own, you know, and he's got that, you know, you got, you know, you suckers have taken your best shot, now it's my right. turn, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, yeah, I, 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 Wolverine's one of the, like, one of the best kind of like, eh, <laughs> I don't have to listen to you, <laughs> you know? Yep. You know, I think that it's really hard to say that he's not, you know, there's, the, I mean, I've got some others on my list, but I think he's one, like, he was top of my list of, like, when I started thinking about this of characters that, um, you know, that's where I think a lot of the popularity comes from is the fact that, um, in a, in a, in a stacked cast of really cool characters, Wolverine still is the one that like, oh yeah, Wolverine's cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, from a visual standpoint, the rest of the X-Men stand out, they look really cool, they have really cool power sets. And then there's a guy that's got the, you know, that just out edges them every single time. Yeah. Cause, cause everybody else is kind of like, you know, people, the characters in the, in the book, voc- you know, vocalize their problems with stuff, but no one ever does it as well as, or as loudly as Wolverine. Right. <laughs> he, he might've been my actual like first exposure to this kind of character. Mm-hmm. I remember like, like watching the, the nineties X-Men cartoon and it was like, it was like the first time I saw like, oh, him and the leader like don't get along. Like they hate yeah. each other. 
like, wow, <laughs> right. that's weird, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like you would think you would think that I would have tripped over it like before then, but it's like I didn't I didn't see Star Wars until later on. Okay. And you know, and and at that point, like my Ninja Turtles were the eighties cartoon Ninja Turtles, not not the Mirage series ones. So like Raph is a very different Right. Right. In in, you know, like voiced by Rob Paulson than he is, you know, in, in the Eastman and Laird, you know, black yeah. and white comic stuff. So yeah, like um it was just like like that that was just kind of shocking to me, that moment where like they leave Morph behind and they get back to the X Mansion, he just punches him. He just punches yeah. Cyclops. And I'm just yeah. like, oh whoa, like I'd never seen like a team like go to blows like this before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, you sort of get, like, towards the end of, like, right before, like, the Phoenix Saga stuff, when they're doing, like, Proteus, there's a moment or two where, you know, the, the, you start to get that mutual respect thing, but then again, it doesn't, it's not like it's it ever lasts real long, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, there's a lot of, of, again, Wolverine is just one of those characters that, that just, you know, it's like, hey, Wolverine, we're going to do this, and he's like, that's great, and he's already taken off, right? right. <laughs> you know, he's already jumped into things. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's cool, and he's gone. So, yeah, but I mean, you're right, I think, too, because I, I, there's a couple X-Men characters I have on my list, too, which I think that it, it's kind of one, just like how how important it is and how and how how often writers like want to write this kind of character that mm. they will like often put this role on so many people because it's like once Wolverine was around. 20 25 years or so like it like it hit me like growing up like like gambit what up millennials uh <laughs> right like very much was also like like intentionally to being like like wolverine's been around forever we're gonna do another rogue character sure. we're gonna do another right. like kind of mysterious person that we don't know what his background was and and in this case you made him outright a criminal yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm at least until you re- revealed like all the weird, bizarre, like thieves guild stuff and yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Sure. So one thing I was thinking about, and this goes with, with what you're just talking about with Gambit is like the term rogue means has multiple meanings when we're talking about story and characters. And we're talking about it like the loose cannon, like that team member that's goes rogue, as you say. And then, I mean, it can also be referred to as a villain, as a, like like a rogues gallery, uh, cool. which isn't necessarily what we're talking about here. And then you've got like the Dungeons and Dragons uh, character class type, which yeah. is called rogue. And mm-hmm. that one is where like it, it's a lot of the, what we're talking about of these characters that, that go rogue also overlap with what is thought of in Dungeons and Dragons as the rogues, which are often... Uh, burglars, assassins, con artists, uh, <laughs> scoundrels. <laughs> mm-hmm. That in in Dungeons and Dragons, it's the characters that that kind of like win it any any way they can is right. is how they mm-hmm. do their thing. They they perfect their skills, whatever mm-hmm. these skills may be, and and win unconventionally. And right. it is uh, interesting to me how much that class type of character overlaps with what we're talking about, which is like the rebellious one on the team. Because Wolverine was an assassin, yeah, and uh, Gambit is a thief, and that's the common thing in Dungeons and Dragons is is the thief. Plus, thieves guilds are a common thing in in the fantasy worlds and in role playing games. So I think they were really, really going for that angle when they created Gambit. They were just taking like the the D and D definition of rogue and being like, let's make <laughs> oh, one of those. Interesting. 
Yeah. Like, right. okay. And just like, and just like completely literalizing it. Is yeah. Exactly. Like he, he's literally from a guild that's called the thieves guild. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a common thing <laughs> yes. in fantasy role-playing games. But yeah, a lot of them, a lot of it overlaps, uh, which I found interesting. Hmm. And then, and then I thought too, like when I was looking at this, uh, cause, cause I came up on X-Men in the nineties when they were doing the blue team, gold team stuff. And I was thinking the gold team, I was like, well, that was Bishop. Mm-hmm. I always thought, right? Like a bit, a bit harder on this team to work because it didn't have a gambit, didn't have a Wolverine. But if I'm looking at that lineup, that's, you know, led by storm, Jean gray, Iceman. it's definitely not Iceman. It's not Colossus. It's not <laughs> right. Archangel. Yeah. Right. Maybe you could argue it's Archangel, but I'm like, it's Bishop. Right. I'm like, he's the one that came and like, they don't trust him. Right. And right. Like, you know, well, I mean, the other thing about that, about, but about Bishop is the idea that, you know, he's seen as a character, he's seen what, what being complacent and not being, not being taking a moment of action. Right. That would lead to the character mm. being much more impulsive. The idea like, Oh no, we don't have a choice. I've seen the future. The future is horrible. Um, we can't placate and play nice with the people that we're dealing with. And right. I always thought that was something that they, they, you know, they should have played up more was the idea of like, Oh no, no, no. Um, <laughs> all these, all the, your, your platitudes and stuff are nice. Meanwhile, we're hunted by robots to extinction in the future. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He seemed to be for, for that reason that, that his, his motivation was slightly different from everybody else's. Like he, his was a, a, a mission in prevention for something. Right. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that he was he was definitely much more likely to kind of be like, like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm 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 kind of seeing the forest where all of you guys are seeing the trees. And so I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And you guys have fun with this thing that you're doing. Like, <laughs> you know. Right. So while we're still on X-Men, I will point out, ironically, Rogue is not it's a rogue. Not a rogue. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is interesting. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. the name carries over from her villainous days. She was in the Brotherhood. So it does carry right. over the meaning from that way. and. And she technically does steal, like she steals other people's mm. powers, abilities. So she does have mm. kind of that thief angle. But as far as team dynamic on X-Men, she's not like she's no. she's a team player and a leader. Huge. Uh, and she needs to be. So I thought that was that was funny. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, but go, I was going to go back since uh, this is off X-Men topic. But I think Zach or Frank mentioned um, Green Lantern. Yeah. In the group of the core? He's the rogue. Yes. He yeah. doesn't listen to anybody from the core ever. Exactly. Or the Guardians. Or the Guardians. Yes, or never. The Guardians. Yeah. Or even even amongst that group of human Green Lanterns. He's also yes. still like Yeah. Tremendously so. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought the same exact thing. And interestingly enough, really quick too, because I also had in my notes too referencing the animated series where I would I would say Hal sometimes and can wear that hat and you know but i think razor was the the rogue of that group being that you know one he was the one that was that was like he was the one red lantern right mm-hmm. so he was the one that also had you know anger and all these other like kind of tropes assigned to this this kind of character archetype that set him apart from everybody else you know right well, I think it's interesting about Hal is the fact that, yeah, in within the within the the Green Lantern Corps, he's the rogue, or even with among the Earth, like the Earth Green Lanterns. But in JLA, like he was never really portrayed that way. Like he, Ollie's the one that's kind of hot tempered and willing to do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah, Ollie's, 
Um, and even so, when the two of them are paired up together, like with the hard traveling hero stuff, it's not like, you know, Ollie's Ollie's much more, you know, the bleeding heart, heart on your sleeve kind of guy, and Hal's kind of reserved to, you know, contemplate yeah. things. But when it comes to the Guardians, he'll tell, he'll tell the Guardians off at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah. Which I always thought was kind of like, well, that's an interesting take. The, like the dynamic there, which is, I guess, you know, with his friends, he's not that way, but with his quote unquote boss, <laughs> he has no yeah. problem telling them. What's what? I like Hal, but he's right. He's proven right way too much. Oh, of course. I thought absolutely. I thought. I thought. I thought that too. Like, like I um, I'm like I'm like these 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 beings that have been around that are like you know as old as time itself, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Like they're never right. Hal's no. always right. The human. Yes. The impulsive human. Yes. <laughs> right. Like I get that that makes for a cool story and everything, and I like Hal Jordan for those moments too. But there are some times where I like I want to, I want to see the guards be like, dude, like <laughs> you you messed this thing all up because right. because you just didn't listen to us. Yeah. We told yes. you. Like sometimes sometimes we know better. Um, and I want to see those moments more. Sure. Well, they should have happened by now. I would have thought, but yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> can't stand how man yeah I, I i like you know i enjoy how in doses i don't always again i don't mm. always agree with the fact that you know he's never we never see him like you said there's very rarely is there a moment of how getting a comeuppance for what he thinks is right you know mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 the you know it's it's the idea of i've got my wits and, a, and my two fists and i'm gonna be able to figure my way out of this is is how's default setting a lot of time when people write Green Lantern and I'm like, it's not a terrible thing. But at the same time, you know, I'd like to see him lose as much as he wins and that's not the case. Yeah. You know. I agree. But as rogues go, I, I one that I had that I don't know if everyone thinks of him this way, but I've always thought of him this way is Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah, okay. he is. Yeah. And we don't we don't always get that in, in the MCU stuff. Like a lot right. of times no. I think I think people that, that know that know Hawkeye from that stuff would not think of it that way. I mean, they, they touch upon it. Like, you know, we, we've mentioned before in the scene with, uh, with, uh, them trying to pick up Mjolnir during age of Ultron. Oh yeah. And he's, mm. and he's the first yeah. one to be like, it's a trick. You know, there's a, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's something to this, you know, and that, that they don't really touch upon like his life as being a carny. Right. But like when he, when he, when he flips and stops being a villain and he wasn't a villain very long and joins the Avengers in the comics originally. Right. And joins the Avengers is much more of a thing of like, he's willing, you know, he's, he tells Cap, you know, it's constantly, you know, Captain America's out of touch and he's an old man. And why does he have to, you know, why do I have to listen to you? And I'm, you know, he's low level hothead. Like he's going to, again, he's mm-hmm. another one that's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure things out. But getting back to the, 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 the classification, like he's definitely one that's willing to, you know, blur the line a little bit to win. Right. Mm-hmm. In ways that I think that other characters won't, you right. know. I mean, there's a there's a classic story where he kind of carnies the 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 uh, was it the one of the elders of the universe. He figures a way out to basically to they're gonna it comes down to a, a game of like basically like shell game, right? And mm. and Hawkeye runs a runs a <laughs> runs a shell game on him and defeats him, and that's how it, how they win the day is the fact that Hawkeye is the one to basically cheat <laughs> to win that he palms the, the piece in order to win right. and the, you know, the guy loses because of, that's how he is. So, you know, I think it's, um, I was, I was trying to think of, of the MCU 
mm-hmm. and 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 like who's the rogue of that group and and there are moments where it comes through for Hawkeye for sure I think it, uh, mm-hmm. not just the 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 Milner moment in Age mm-hmm. of Ultron but I think I think also the fact that he has a family in Age of yeah. Ultron kind of goes at it in a weird way where it's like he's like they don't know him nobody knows him except except you know Black Widow like she's right. it like she's the only one that's on the inside of like who he actually is and everybody's like what like mm-hmm. Clint's got a Clint's got a wife and kids right <laughs> like, right <laughs> you know this yeah. guy that's been fighting alongside them they don't even know him no you're right. No, I you agree know? with that. That's, def- that's definitely true. The idea of, you know, just how much he, he lets out or lets go, lets people know him. It's definitely a, re- a moment of like, whoa, you know, when they find out that he's got yeah. this whole setup. You know, I remember this, then Tony had the line about like, nope, they're all, you know, they're all shield operatives or something like that. <laughs> right. E- even the kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's like, but I mean, it, it kind of moves because it's then, but you, you know, and then when you get the civil war, like it's cap, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a million, right? It, it's sure. cap, but it's also, I mean, there's also like, I mean, Bucky, Bucky's also kind of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that the Tony was kind of a rogue. It can be. Cause they definitely played him up as the idea of like, again, the guy that's not going to tell everyone what's going on. And sort of do what he thinks needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not so much that way in the comics. So the, in the comics, it's a lot of, you know, in the older stuff, it's a lot of, you know, he's still a team player. But I think that 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 attitude of of being more of a man of action type is is definitely something that's come up more in the since the MCU stuff came up, right? Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of like, oh well, yeah, I could see that. Hmm. But I think that also gets the idea of, huh? I it, again, when I get back to the thing of thinking about Batman, is it a classist thing for Tony to be like, I don't need to listen to the rest of these people. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know what I know. They haven't lived the life that I've lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, he's more roguish. Yeah, yeah. Like he incorporates everything, is it? But at the same token, he's not authentically a rogue. Um, mm-hmm. I think. But no. But it, going to what Zach said, he's definitely selfish. You know, he definitely looks out for him when it comes down to it. And he's definitely one to fall off the grid and do what he wants. Like how Avengers, the first one ended because nobody told him to do uh, 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 or release the bomb at a certain time. He felt it was only his time to do it. And you get that even with Endgame because he's the he's the last one to come to the team while everyone knows what they got to come together, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's rogue ish in the MCU, but I don't feel like he's their rogue as much as maybe Black okay. Widow or Hawkeye claims to be as much. Yeah. Hmm. It moves. It really moves with them. And that was kind of an interesting thing that because I did I did have I, I tripped over this in, in, in a few ways, because one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, Tommy, you brought up Young Justice is I was like, who's the rogue in Young Justice? The cartoon, not 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 the books. Artemis, maybe. Right. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. it's. Kind of Artemis sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's Superboy. Sometimes yeah. it's Red Arrow. So right? Oh no, no. Season I take that two, back. like it season two, it's, like it's Lagoon Boy a little bit. No, like, I take that back. <laughs> You're right. Red Arrow has you know? to be the one because he's the one that refuses to listen to the authority figures and figures that regardless of if he's part of it or not, he's not he's adamant and not listening. I, I take yeah. that back. You're definitely hundred percent correct. I'll say it's Red Arrow or Arsenal, whatever. No, Red Arrow. 
It's definitely Red Arrow. Mm-hmm. You almost get that with Robin until leadership is established. Yeah. Yeah, but even still, like once he's a leader too, like it's still kind of there. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, that, yeah. Like that's the interesting thing to me is that like everybody can can can. I I mean I guess what what the theme of that show or the theme that they always that they're always saying is like it's secrets and lies always. And I guess with such with that kind of subject matter with that kind of uh, uh, material you're gonna play with, it it feels correct that really anybody at any point can be kind of roguish in that. You know, and can can be the team rogue, right? Um, yeah, but because I'm, just... I'm watching, you know, for for current season, I mean, it's it's hard not to say Beast Boy, currently. Yeah, right. But no, to me, it's just I, I think to to a lot of what me and Frank discuss of currently how the show is being uh, treated. I think it's a it's a down point of the show to mix it up with that many character. Uh, exchanges or changes like i guess everyone could be roguish but it's not like you expect superman to be roguish you know even though he, right. even though he right. could have the capacity to be same with the martian manhunter it just seems weird for him to be roguish but he has capacity but for young justice not that you made me think about it it depends on the point of the story they'll change the character to provide who they need to be roguish like mm-hmm. uh, in the second in the third season for nightwing to be so roguish seemed weird and mm. and to the point of the plot line i guess for the uh for when um is that the third season where um um kyle Ram goes roguish mm-hmm. it just seems out of season two it just seems mm-hmm. out of season character yeah. i understood it but it just seemed out of character see but that's the fun part of the show to me is that i get i get what you're saying and i can understand that but it's also like like who who's his dad who's his mentor like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I do kind of get it with Nightwing a little bit still okay. that yeah. that he's that the apple Capable doesn't fall it. far from the tree at all. Right. Like he, mm-hmm. he himself yeah. is prone to like, no, nah, OK, we're, we're going to do this thing and we're not going to tell anybody else. We're going to tell the rest of the team. Right. Yeah. And when he could justify it because it's like it's going to blow the cover or it's going to it's going to put this person in danger and that person in danger. And he can justify it by like, I'm actually keeping the rest of the team safe. Right. By lying to everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. But at the same time, it makes it. Yeah. But you're like, dude, you're being a, you know, you're being a jerk. I could have said his actual <laughs> name, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it just seems it just seems he would be a more of an honorable person during the second season mm-hmm. as opposed to going through the loops and the, and the trickery to establish the espionage on that level. I just it just didn't seem natural for the character. I mean, even even it, it, to me, it felt like how. uh Kid Flash or Wally took it's like really you did all of this and for what you know it's it's mm. keeping you know it's just it just seemed odd with that member doing you know mm. I, I'm not saying right. that I don't understand the plot line of it but it just seemed really now that I look at it you made me think about it, it's really out of character for him to address it as mm. much and to go to that mm. level of things now for me with the espionage part when you see um <laughs> girl with the arrows Artemis Artemis, Artemis. when she lies. <laughs> It's natural. It yeah. feels fine. I will never argue that because she's always been lying or always walking that duplicitous line as to who she uh uh cons- you know conspires with and who she doesn't. It feels it feels self preservation for her. Yes, yes, it very it, much. Right, does. it feels it feels kind of um instinctual in some way 
the, yes. right? That, uh, I mean, there's more to it there. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, I, I, and that's why I like the show so much mm-hmm. is for that reason is that like you can, they can, somebody can do something unlikable. Somebody can do something wrong, but I do think the show does a good job of, you know, like, like you're saying, like Calder in that, in that situation, like I do get it right. It is, it is, it, it doesn't seem like something he would do. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's shocking when it's revealed. that he's sort of like in this in this secret group within the team but it's also like but i do get it that he has a little bit of like like no 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 like i'm gonna take the bullet for everybody and i'm the only one that can do this one like plausibly so you know i'll do it so nobody else has to yeah you know what i mean like and i think that's in character too as much as it is that like respect and honesty and all that stuff are like or you know He's he's in some ways also like the most virtuous character of all of them, right? Yeah. While at the same time, like they can make him do these things and 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 like and I buy it, you know. Okay. But um, yeah, fun show. If you guys haven't, I I, I do have uh, a couple <laughs> a couple other ones that I wanted to ask you guys about because there ahead. were some that I was fuzzy on, um, uh, and some that I kind of want to know want to know your take a little bit. So um, let me let me throw out um Avatar. Last Airbender. Hmm. Of the group, at what point? At the end or the beginning? Okay. So you're kind of okay. So so at the start, let's say. At, let's say close to the beginning. You probably say Toph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, would too. At the end, you can't help but think it's Zuko. Mm-hmm. But not to say that it's justified. It's just because of his arc. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought exactly the same thing too, where I was like, uh, and I was kind of drawn between the two. I was like, well, Zuko's kind of the obvious one, mm-hmm. but I'm like, but Toph is the one that's, that's always like argumentative in Extremely. people's faces. I'm yes. not going to do it this way. Right. Yes. Like, like very headstrong. Yeah. Well, um, no, that's the thing about the, the, a lot of these characters. Toph has no problem saying when, when she says things, she thinks something is stupid. Or yes. not, yeah. not not the way they should handle it, and that's something I think. Another thing about these characters is a lot of times, you know, if they think the plan is 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 a dumb plan, they have no problem vocalizing. This is dumb. This is yeah. not going to work. Mm. Yeah. And then also you get the you get the uh common uh the the bond between them when they meet. You know, she's mm-hmm. the one that uh, speaks on his behalf, and, and mm-hmm. she's against the vote as to keep stay away from him. She's the one that brings him to the group, as opposed to everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you say for Legend of Korra? Damn near Korra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think, Clifton? Yeah, I mean, I'd say Korra on that one too. Yeah. Mako and Bolan are very much team players. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. damn near the whole time. Same with uh, uh, Asami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Honorable mention to Jet in um. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I was kind of stuck on that too. Where like with Cora, I was like, well, it's kind of interesting that sort of the the because the rogue is usually a side character, right? In this instance, it's like it's it's her show, right? And she's the mm-hmm. rogue. Like I could, but I, I I found myself sometimes tripping over. Like I can I can maybe sometimes argue myself into Mako. Yeah. Yeah, but but I'm like, but no, like the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, no, it's Cora. Like it is, it, it has to be Cora. Yeah, she's too much like Hal Jordan, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Except except in one season where she's fallible. <laughs> one season. Right. I mean she's headstrong. I mean she's headstrong to the point of almost being destructive. Yes. Mm. Very self-destructive. Yes. But especially our season three ends. Ooh. <laughs> so gut wrenching, man. Yeah. And the other one that I was a little a little tricky on too, like Frank, you bring up Legion of Superheroes a bunch. Like who's who's who do you think is the rogue of the Legion? That's easy. <laughs> okay. It's it's the Wolverine clone. Yeah, it's Timberwolf. Well, <laughs> yeah. Timberwolf, no. okay, but yeah. Timberwolf. Oh, yeah, the Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a the well. You could argue that he's the clone of Timberwolf, but yeah, that's yeah. basically if I had to guess, I'd go that. Especially in the animated, for sure. Yeah. Um, There's another. But you, could also, but you could also say of the of the big three, it's Lightning Lad. Really, I would say Joe Nah. Okay. Oh yeah, Ultra Boy too. But again, it's, uh-huh. it's a lot of you know. But there's a lot of of. Uh, yeah, I'd see, I could see that too. I would say I'd say that that Ultra Boy fills fills that void too. But I, I think of, if you're talking like the original ones, I think it's a lot of times, um, you know, Saturn Girl is the one that's like the the basically like in, almost in, almost the leader, de facto leader, and then Cosmic Boy is the one that's like going to read you the rule book. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that leaves Lightning Lad that has to be the one that's like I'm going to do this, you know, impulsive one. Fa- yeah, yeah. I think he's the one that basically like you know that's part of the reason why. You know, shocker! I'm going to spoil a 50 year old plus storyline. Gets himself, you know, sacrifices himself to save the others. Gets himself killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because of the fact that he's the one that again doing stuff. So it's not like he's, you know, he's not going to read you chapter and verse like Cosmic Boy. He's not going to, you know, Emma's, you know, Saturn Girl's the one that's basically going to, you know, tell you what the plan is. But he's the one that does it. But yeah, Timberwolf. Or, or, I, again, yeah, because again, we, you know, in Legion, where Ultra Boy is from, where Jonah, um. Rimbor is like one of those backwater planets that's that's kind of like most Eisley. It's all scum mm-hmm. and you know a hive of scum and villainy, kind of a place. That's where he comes from. So, but then and it's it's another one of those things where they imply it, and then they sort of do a little with it, but they've never. I don't. Tommy, can you think of a time? I mean, maybe during the five year gap is the only place they really play up the idea of him being, you know, not. not yeah, I'm quite, trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to not, think as well. Kind of like, kind of like they let the, you know, they, he's kind of like the charity case. Like when you're watching a show about kids at a private school, and he's the one that got in on a on a on a technicality, but you know yeah. for well, like on his weekends, he would be boosting cars and like getting into fights if he could. Yeah, he's the mm-hmm. punk, basically. Yeah, he's the punk, right? Yeah, he's definitely the punk, but yeah, grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, that type yes, of thing, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, uh, he he knows there's a better way to do it that's not as um, by the rules, just because. He hasn't grown up that way. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but oh my gosh, but Legion is so immense. Mm-hmm. So immense. Yeah. But speaking of, 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 of like futuristic stuff in space, you know, when you're talking about your first exposure to like the idea of a rogue, for me, it was, it's, it's Han Solo. Yeah. I was thinking Han Solo sure. as well. Yeah. You know, that's the one I think of when I, when I was thinking of characters for this, it's, it's Han. It's the idea of, you know, the guy that's on the outside who doesn't believe in the cause <laughs> who's, right. you know, who, who's hoping to make a few bucks out of this and then also stay out from under the trouble he's already gotten himself into. Right. You know, there's a lot yeah. of that too. There's a lot of that too. When, we, when we're thinking about, you know, the rogues also is the idea of that, you know, a lot of times rogues are running from their past. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mental issues. <laughs> well, not necessarily <laughs> mental issues, just the idea that like for Wolverine, it was like, you know, he, he, def- he had basically de- um, uh, defected from Canada and, 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 uh, Department H, right? Yes. For mm-hmm. the program and all that stuff. And then like, but with Han, it was, you know, he's running from Jabba. 
Um, if you extend it further right. to Solo, obviously he was mixed up with the criminal element from the jump. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, Han Solo's, again, the one that's, like, definitely flying by the seat of his pants in almost every single, you know, it's it's almost like when he, when, and it's not, it's not the same character, but the same actor says, you know, plan, I'm making this up as I go along. That, to me, I think applies <laughs> right. to, you know, both Indiana Jones and Han Solo is, the, is that aspect of, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll m- figure it out in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me not say. Okay, maybe mental issues too strong a uh, 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 phrasing that mm-hmm. leads itself to them being um, off. But it's something that occupies their their headspace that it's that will always intersect with who they are. Okay, like they're always mm-hmm. concerned about something that they've done or have done that uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, limits them as to being a stronger member in the group. That's why I'm thinking okay. mental issues, like personal baggage. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you. Perfect. Right. They yeah, always have sense. personal baggage. I'll I'll take it a step further too. I think personal baggage that that in turn affects th- all of their relationships moving forward. Yes, that, sure. that somehow something they've done makes it so they can't trust anybody. Yes, right. If that yes. makes sense, sure, no, it definitely makes sense. Yes, he's an example too of like like he's Han is such um. The quick mnemonic to me is also like the rogue is typically the one that I want to see more of that I don't get. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why it's interesting to me that Cora is, is, is the rogue in that instance, because it's like every other person I, I can think of, like down the line, it was like, you know, Han Solo, I want to see more of him. Right. Mm-hmm. But the movie's not about yeah. him per se. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Wolverine, especially in the early days, like I want to see more about him. Right. But the book's not about him. And this is why we've gotten now, a million. you know, 50 years <laughs> yeah. later, like the, the like every inch of this character's history has been has been like, you know, explored. Um, another one that I thought of was like like Spike, like Spike is Spike in the Buffy stuff is kind of like the Wolverine character, too, that I think. Yeah, I think like I, I feel like that was the Wolverine like formula a little bit that like, here's this guy that we saw like little bits of. Mm. And he and he and he was kind of and he was broody and he was kind of cool, and everybody just wanted more of him, right? Well, it's funny you say Spike, and, and I'll say this: I think me and Frank had this conversation before, where it's almost those types always less is best. Yeah, the less you know about them, the, oh, yeah, the, the yeah, more yeah. the more uh, uh, provocative the character is. But you almost to me it was almost a sense of it was a a more comical version of Angel. If you're talking about Buffy, because the role mm. initially was Angel, because yeah, he'd slip right. in and out and they'd give just enough. But we didn't know about his past. And we knew he did some horrible deeds for uh, what, a hundred years as Angelus? A war. Yeah. yeah. And then um, he would always wouldn't he wouldn't. Uh, the trust factor was always high because of who he was and what he had been through. So, yeah. Yeah. Spike. Spike is for the later ones. And it wasn't as genuine. Mm. But definitely Angel. Angel was the rogue in the beginning of the Buffy mm-hmm. series. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then he got his own show and he couldn't be. Right. Well, I mean, again, if you're okay. talking the ro- if you're talking the rogue is a lead, there's plenty of times that Angel makes decisions for that group that he doesn't consult yeah, he people. He leaves them. Yeah, he yeah. leaves them. Mm-hmm. He just basically like, you know, either get in line or get, you know, get lost. You know, there's a lot of those t- moments where he basically does that sort of thing where it's it's not so I'd, I'd argue that he is, but again, it's, it's, I, I agree with, with, um, 
with Tommy, the idea that we've had that conversation before, if, if you can't have, you know, the idea that there's too much, the characters that are those rogue characters definitely spice things up and you can't make a meal out of spice. No, you mm. cannot. <laughs> so, you know, the, you, it has to be, you know, you have to definitely use those characters. And a lot of times when the transitions try to make, you know, those characters more substantial, it doesn't always land right. It's just not always handled well. So mm. like gambits. Yeah. Right. So I think it's one of those things where, again, I, I, I think you have to be careful with the, the less, the, the less is more characters because once you, if you're not, if you don't know what you're doing, or you don't do it well, you know, you've ruined a perfectly good character that you didn't have to have more said about them, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a tough balance, right? It's a tough oh, balance yeah. when, when, when intrinsically the interesting thing is the gaps that we don't see. And then so like, well, you, you want to know what the gaps are all about? All right, I'm going to put in more. And then like there, there is there's always that risk of, of like the magic being lost completely. And in some cases you get you get a character where. You know, uh, Snake Eyes from G.I. Yeah, Joe, definitely. <laughs> right? Where I yes. think I think like the, I think the gaps kind of make him more interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but there's there's a ton of, of, of other characters. Where, yeah. Like you said, like, you know, Spike, you know, may, may, maybe we go too far with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of, that, mm-hmm. you know, not that I had a problem with it, but I, I think once I, I reconciled what was, you know, a possibility of a problem was getting back to Star Wars. I think a lot of people had that issue or have that issue with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where the expectation of a character that was, you know, had a very small role in in the movies that he was in but like as a as a character and in that within that fandom had a great deal of of you know gravitas and care you know character without doing or saying too much as soon as they started to fill in those blanks for people who had you know filled in those blanks prior to that for you know decades not everybody was on board with what they did right right yeah are you you're referring to decisions made with, with the show book of boba fett or like or just in yes. general no, no, with, the, with yeah. the book of Boba Fett, some people were, were not, you know, some people thought it would just be, you know, I don't know, seven or eight episodes of him being, you know, the, the kick-ass guy in, in every situation or have the answer in every situation. Um, and we might have gotten that had we not gotten Mandalorian mm-hmm. first. <laughs> I, yeah. True. Uh, that's also a good observation. I, I have to confess that I was one of those people initially. Mm-hmm. And I had to sort of like recalibrate my brain and go like, oh, wait, no, but like. I do remember that Boba, again, barring barring any expanded universe stuff and everything like that, with you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, I'm just talking about like what we see in the movies and stuff like that, that Boba, I had to remind myself that Boba's kind of a blank slate. Right. And that like exactly. and that he doesn't really have a character. And that mm-hmm. like all that thought that I had of him having a character is in my head. Right. Sure. <laughs> of what oh, I yeah. imagine that character to be. Yeah. yeah and then suddenly a- when I got to it, I'm like, oh no, like I really like what they're doing here with right. with you know what ended up being Book of Boba Fett. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, my adventures for Boba Fett were different than the ones that I got. That doesn't mean the ones that I got were bad. Right. <clears throat> right. The fl- right. the blanks that the blanks that I filled in for the character doesn't is isn't necessarily, you know, isn't isn't necessarily better or worse than what I got. I'm I'm happy with what we got. Yeah. I'm just saying I know a lot of the pushback was because people had their own impression of what the character was as opposed right. to just taking the character for what he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think an interesting way to look at just the show and what they did is I feel like they kind of leave all of that stuff untouched. So they kind of like leave everybody with their head cannon. 
and mm-hmm. now they're just mm-hmm. like just assume whatever you believe about the character is his past now and we're now going in a different direction from that uh-huh. i think is yep. kind of how they approach the show and then not everybody saw it like that <laughs> but i kind right. of felt right. like they were like everything you imagine he was he was but now he's a changed yeah. man and we're going right. this direction. Right. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And and uh, yeah, I don't think everyone liked that. No. I don't think Yeah, but I think they leave that open for interpretation like mm-hmm. if they come out with a a great story that involves his past, let it happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I kind of understand as to why they would do that because there's so much and and Frank and Zach, you guys both led me to believe the same thing that I believed. In which I thought the character was great, but I, I painted it in my mind right. uh, as right, far yeah. as what's that concerned. Because really, he hasn't done anything other than what was uh, uh, little, literally, uh, excuse me, uh, very much shown in Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his unfortunate end in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like there grand was a opening, moment like closing. in the show, there was a moment like, in Book of Boba Fett where people were coming out, like the angry fans were coming out, being like, this isn't the same character from Star Wars. And right. then I did see somebody post that comment, but just the shot of him bouncing off of Jabba's barge into the Sarlacc. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that's what we saw in that movie. Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't the yeah. same character. Right. <laughs> this isn't my Boba Fett. Right. Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent, yeah, and that was the thing. Like, I, I, I had to come to that realization. I'm just like, no, no, no. Like, it's that's me. That's on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and what we're getting is cool. And yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I, I speak very highly of Booker Boba Fett. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. awesome theme song. Also, I have to say that because <laughs> it's been in my head for three weeks. <laughs> the question. I like mm-hmm. that game you're playing, Zach, with. Name the group and which is the rogue. Mm-hmm. I got one more. I got I got a fun one. I'm saving. I'm saving for for right before we cool down. I got a fun okay. one. I think. Uh, Firefly. What do y'all think? Firefly. Who's the rogue? Oh, it's the leader. <laughs> it's Malcolm Reynolds. Not Jane. <laughs> no. Okay. No, because that's okay. part of the, that's part that's part of the reason why he he. <laughs> It's part of the reason why he doesn't get, he's not, he doesn't do very well with what he's doing is because a lot of times he is impulsive and does stuff. No, you're right. You're which right. One, um, which one wears the trench coat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. Also, yeah. also yeah. you're mnemonic. Also you're quick cheat. Your shortcut. Your shortcut. <laughs> Who has the trench yes. coat? Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. playing, if, you, if you're playing rogue bingo, that's a free space. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 In, in Firefly, it's called a duster, though. It's called a duster. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well. duster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's duster. That's right. Oh. Uh, yeah. But no, that's. I agree with that. I, I think. I think. I mean, I get why. Why. Why you would say, Jane, that makes sense too. But to me, overall, it's the fact that no, Mal is the one that's just like you know, Mal is the one who knows, and what's what's gonna. He's, he again, he gets stuff done, whether it's done mm-hmm. well or not, or right or not. That's you know. You know, he's very much the you know that that character in that group that's going to basically. And again, it's it's weird to see the main character be that that character because it's not you know a lot of times he's you know the character on the side that that does that. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if if Zoe were the captain <laughs> of 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 that ship. Oh, Zoe could hundred percent be the captain. I know, but I'm saying if from the jump it had been Zoe's ship, and then he was the the the, the side character that they went together. They had the same the same exact. Everything else was the same, except for the fact that Zoe was the captain and he was the, the second in command. He'd have been left. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would just would have been, it's a different show, right? 
Oh, incredibly so. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like the way in like in like TNG, you need Riker, right? Because again, mm-hmm. I don't know if in the, I don't know if Riker would necessarily be a rogue, right? Mm. But in that show, you definitely need someone who's who's definitely going to be a little more man of action than Picard because Picard is so cerebral. Is is Riker the rogue in TNG? I don't know. Mm. It just I'm, made thinking me think of it. <laughs> I'm thinking Worf. I'm thinking question. Yeah, I would I would lean towards Worf too, but because Worf left, <laughs> Worf <laughs> left. <laughs> Riker when given the position, he didn't leave. No, this I'd argue, I I'd argue say it's mm. Worf. Worf had secrets he didn't even tell until the until the Klingon Empire fell apart. Then yeah, I need help. Or yeah, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'd argue that's Worf. Okay. No, I'm just I'm asking the question. I didn't say it's Riker. I'm just saying Riker's a man of action in that show. Riker does, you know, they wanted to give again, when you're talking about rogues in Star Trek, I mean, you know, is there a bigger rogue than James T. Kirk? No. <laughs> not, <laughs> but, your, yeah. not your remotely, yes. You know, I mean, you know, that guy again, that's that guy's that's the guy that how Jordan wants to be. <laughs> because yeah. yes. You know, yes. you know, because again, you you know, Kirk is gonna Kirk is gonna, you know, Get stuff done as well as give you a good speech, <laughs> as well as yeah, you know, you know, do well with the ladies, <laughs> yeah, and all that. Other stuff. Ca- he's got yeah. a good somersault too. Let me oh, tell sure. you, sure, yeah. the best somersault in the business. <laughs> yes, you know, but but no, but I think Kirk is a better example because he's lost and moved past it. It didn't change mm-hmm. who he is. He's lost wives, sons, best friends. Still yeah. doesn't change mm-hmm. his attitude. No. Why would it? <laughs> it should. Oh my gosh! You, 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 <laughs> no, should. I'm just kidding. I'm, making it, yeah, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, of course, yeah, I, no, I get it. But whoa, so headstrong. Jeez. Oh yeah, for sure. Anybody have any female characters on their list? Catwoman. Yeah. Often. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, even yeah. when they try to make her face, even when they try to make her hero, she's definitely rogue at that point. Yeah. Not on my list initially, but but Clifton, when you were talking about the Dungeons and Dragons like like role characterizations, I was uh, like role characterizations. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's Catwoman a million percent because yeah, I was mm-hmm. again as, as something we say in many many episodes when we do kind of like these these kind of listish shows. It's like it's I think I I don't think there's many female characters that that you see in this role often. Right, not prominent ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd argue that um, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is is a bit of a rogue character. Okay, when I think about it, just the idea that like a lot of times early on it was, um, you know, it was through the lens of women's lib. I mean, that was you know when she was first like when she first became Ms. Marvel back in the seventies, right? But there's also times where she's you know she clashes with with um, some of the other Avengers, you know, because again she's used to being having a chain of command from being a military and being a military right. brat. You know the idea mm. that, um, well, she's not a military brat. She she went in the army on it to get through school. That's wrong. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. But mm-hmm. she basically, um, you know, she's used to being, you know, knowing knowing what needs to be done and doing it right. Mm-hmm. Again, she's another character. Right. And then the other thing is, a lot of times, through a lot of the stuff that the, the the way she was written, she went through a lot of stuff that she has. You know, she has the baggage. She has the trust issues. Um. But a lot of times I think she's she's definitely a character of conviction that will get stuff done. Yeah, I think something that's still there a lot is that she's she's often in systems, but bucks at those systems that she's right. in. Good point. Is, is yeah, the of her character. Yeah, that's a better way to say it than I okay. would say. It. You're absolutely yeah. right. Nope, that's right. I um 
I got two. I got two to throw at you that I was just thinking of off the top of my head. Um, Jessica Jones. Yeah. For mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. kind of a little bit different because, I mean, not really like in a team necessarily. But I think but, I mean, I, I don't think there's any arguing that she's a rogue character. Sure. Right? Um, often, yep. you know, often these tropes are, are in line with characters you find that are in like private eye type occupation also. Yeah. So, yeah, she definitely works with a bunch of characters a lot in the comics, even though she's kind of on her own. She definitely has team ups all the time yeah, right often yep. in the comics and in shows. Team, team ups that she almost never appears to be like in favor of <laughs> right you yeah. know what i mean like it's never her idea yeah to do it she's uh, like i i, I feel like I, I, i'm thinking i'm thinking back to the show too of just like the number of times that she's been like all right i guess you can tag along like <laughs> you know yeah. yeah Ooh, i have a big one i didn't think about her mm-hmm. she's now become one harley quinn mm-hmm Mm. Okay. Any, uh, uh, <laughs> Frank Holden for like on Suicide Squad, she's the rogue. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Right. Yeah, I'm not proud okay. of it, but she is the rogue. <laughs> she's the one. No, you're right. You're not wrong. I was. Um, I was gonna say Huntress. Yeah, definitely, I, definitely. Right, Huntress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whether she's in Birds of Prey or she's in the Bat Family, I think like she's she's the one that's kind of kind of off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in Justice League Unlimited, man, even there too. Yeah. Like yeah. she's kind of like she's not like in the group really. <laughs> yeah. No. You know? Nope. You're absolutely right. You just, uh, Tommy. You just brought up Suicide Squad and everything, which just opened up this whole other angle yeah. of like, like bad guy. <laughs> yes. Who's the rogue within a group of bad guys? Which, which unfortunately we don't really have a ton of ton of time to get into, um, no. because we want to start we want to start cooling down which so we were thinking it might be fun to end on um who's a character that we can think of that absolutely can never play the part of a rogue like it's just not in them right like uh <laughs> in 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 wrestling talk they would say they're just like like natural baby face can never turn heel <laughs> right <laughs> like just you know uh but before we do that if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any ideas for a topic, send them away on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. But before we get into who can never be a rogue character, I want to ask you guys, who is the rogue in the Scooby gang? <laughs> uh... Huh. Scooby. It's really hard, it's right? Scooby. It's Scooby. It's Scooby? It Scooby? Yep. It is and it isn't. Okay. Because <laughs> the others do their part. And, yeah, they and do. Scooby's the and Shaggy's just kind of he'll Shaggy just follows Scooby. He's an enabler. Shaggy doesn't have any he doesn't have any <laughs> initiative himself. Yeah, he's not a rogue right. at all. He's just a, yeah, he's yeah. he's literally a sidekick to the rogue. And Scooby's yeah. the one who will mess something up, but then also ends up whatever he did is what uh, solves it in the end. That's what I think happens. Right. <laughs> okay. um, I can I can eat that. I can eat that. <laughs> Usually from being scared and running, but yeah, right. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say Velma with all her glasses, but that's that's totally <laughs> right. that's right. the point. Yeah. <laughs> You concur, Frank? Scooby? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd go Scooby. Sure. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Clifton always comes through on the Scooby topics. I knew it. I knew I knew he would. I knew he would. 
All right. So let's go around. So what's what's a character that you think can never fill the, the rogue role, no matter who's around him or her? If you guys are still thinking, I'll go. Right. Go for what it. What do you think? Okay. Go for it. Beast. Hmm. Beast. He's too nice. Hank McCoy's way too nice. He can never be the rogue. <laughs> trying to think. On of top of the bit. fact that it's not all, like like we're saying, except Batman, right? It's not often you see the genius and the rogue be the same character, right? Yeah, right. You know what? Okay, no, I give you that. I, I no, the genius always has to work with somebody in order to make the plan work. So, but to me, mm-hmm. it was a toss up between whoever's the the leader. No, not, not the leader, excuse me, because we've already given examples of roguelike leaders. Um, mm. It'll be the heart or the scientist. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking along the lines of um, Martian Manhunter, where he should be a rogue, but he's not. Tommy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was in my head. That was my choice. That was uh, my choice. It's, it, he can't be one. Man, no. he's so much heart and, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yep. That was my choice. That's who I had. Okay, you keep that. <laughs> I think of something else. I'm sorry for it. No, no, it's fine. I'll come as well. I'm good. So apparently kindness right. is a prerequisite. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People like you. See, I was going to throw out the super obvious one of Superman because, mm. I mean, the rationale okay. there, though, is because, like, with Superman, like, he does the right thing, and lots of these characters do the right thing, but with Superman, he has to do it the right way. Like mm-hmm. that's what it's every major time, part of yeah. the character is like, like that's, that's his morality. His virtue is that he does things, the not just the right thing, but he does it the right way. He could yeah. do things easier yeah, in many course. ways and get the same result, but he doesn't, he has to do it by the book. Like he has to right. do it the right way. And I think most of the time, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why I would say him more so than some other characters. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Especially when you distill it like that, that yeah, it's it's got it, there's a specific way he's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The Boy Scout. Yeah. Yes, Tommy, you got you got one last one or, or no? Unfortunately, I still my my problem is I'm trying to push out John Constantine out of my head. Mm. <laughs> okay. The ultimate the ultimate rogue. Basically, no one wants right. him, and he never listens to anybody. Yeah, we didn't bring him up, but he is he is a. The very prominent rogue yes. that they like to yep. use a lot. Yeah, and I'm trying to push now, him out trench of my coat. head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, tre- yeah, you're right. You're right. Trench coat duster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Typically smokers too. That's the other thing I think about too. Yeah. Green yeah. smoker, gambit smoker, yeah. Constantine smoker, smoker. smoker. <laughs> you're right. They do yeah. stuff that polite society should not do. You know what? So what? I'll say this, Yogi Bear. How about that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Really? I thought yeah. I, I thought you'd go with Top Cat. You know what? <laughs> no, he's like a roguish leader. Yeah. Okay. No, he is a roguish leader. Absolutely. He's got, he's got yeah, he's got an edge to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Yogi, I mean Yogi could be Benny but, though. Yeah. Benny, Benny, yeah, yeah, Benny yeah. can can never be a rogue in Top no. Cat though. No, no way. Yeah. Benny though. Yeah, he'll never Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Benny's my pick. Thank you, Zach. Benny's my pick. You guys, Benny the ball. You guys have no idea how long Tommy and I could talk Top Cat. Yes. Right now. <laughs> like, yeah. You yes. guys have no yes. idea. <laughs> yes. Our, our our plans for Top Cat are vast and, and widening. We need to talk to <laughs> Sona Hanna Barbera. We'll take the franchise to a whole nother level. They have no idea where yep. it could go. 
<laughs> if somebody ever puts out an ad of like, we need three, se- we need somebody with an idea for three seasons of Top Cat, we're in. Oh, done. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. We can go now. We'll, we can yeah, go right we'll, now, guys. When we start production is the next question we'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I'm still stuck on thinking about Scooby Doo because I've decided Velma is the Batman of Scooby Doo. Okay. She is, yeah. is she? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she is. She's the one that, like, when the plan goes awry, she'll she will go rogue in that case and just do what needs to be done to finish <laughs> yes, to, to reveal yes, stuff. She will yes. do that. Uh, she's the Batman. Quick Scooby question, though. So, so what role is Scrappy? Splish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is he the muscle? No. <laughs> No, because he gets nothing done. He's he's the insider. Okay. I don't he know what he's he is, the muscle. Man. Scrappy thinks yeah. he's the muscle. He thinks he's okay. the tank. Yeah. <laughs> Scrappy do the tank. That's hilarious. And I yeah. think the creators thought that he was the comic relief, but he also wasn't that either. <laughs> no, right. he was not. <laughs> Undisclosed. Yeah. Undisclosed Maybe. role. We'll have to figure that one you out. Got- <laughs> Maybe the rogue is Scooby Dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys at home uh let us know which role you think scrappy doo is in the scooby gang yes uh this is a fun one guys so uh so we will be revisiting also the team archetype thing uh down the road with uh, another archetype later in a few episodes um as always we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com just please remember to like us and follow us on social media thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week 